Alright, again, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm an alcoholic. And uh, I'd like to welcome everybody. Um, I practiced this a little bit. I've been taking notes a little bit here and there. And then I organized it and added a little bit to it. And then reorganized it. And added a little bit to that. And then reorganized it. <laughs> then I added a little bit more. And... Uh, was like 14 pages, and I said, that's ridiculous. You know, we aren't doing that. So, um, again, I wanted to thank everybody. I want to let you know, uh, I am not an expert in this. I, I do have some experience, but I'm not an expert, and it's been a while since I did that. I'll give you, what I'd like to do is um, refresh myself, first of all, this is, we are, uh, as GSRs, we are part of the area, and the area is Area 60, correct? Okay. And we are District 32. So when Dave took over as DCM, um, I've had the, the honor of talking to Dave, and Dave and I are working through the uh, concepts of service, which is... Uh, a task in itself, but um, we we banter back and forth, and sometimes we even get to the subject. <laughs> it's been a few times where we didn't get there, but from what I understand, when uh, Dave became the the DCM, now one of the things that I want to say is, um, as GSRs or people who are part of AA, we use a lot of acronyms. A lot of us in our professional lives have acronyms. The problem of that acronym is, is that who the hell else knows what it is? You know, and if a newcomer walks into a meeting, some of them can even figure out what AA stands for. I know when I came in, I was pretty sure it was Alcoholics Anonymous, but it took me three years to figure out how to spell it correctly. <laughs> So, you know, so acronyms are, are good for us to use who people who are familiar with them. But when I was in general service, there was a, my general service sponsor said that you needed to not use the acronym, that you needed to use the words. Then people can understand. They can figure out the acronyms most of the time. But... Uh, you know, when you use the whole word. So when Dave took over here, the, what I understand, there was like six GSRs. You know, it's a, when you ask people to be a GSR, they go, what's a GSR? You know, and, oh, I don't like the politics of AA. That's what GSR is. The general service representative, that's a bunch of politics. Well, my experience was that the person who spoke like that didn't want to do that commitment, number one. And number two, didn't understand that commitment. Because general service is not a political thing. That's where we bring our higher game. We bring, I try to, I tell the guys that I sponsor to bring your A game to a meeting. You bring your A plus meeting your A-plus meeting to, to, to uh, uh, general service 
uh, any general service opportunity. So when Dave started as the DCM, there was there was six people who attended. Um, we talked about it, and you guys are everybody's recruiting uh, has been going to meetings and recruiting, recruiting GSRs. Uh, I'm actually a GSR for the Thursday Legacy meeting, although I have not attended your meetings. <laughs> It's Friday, which is a big night for me. I do nothing. <laughs> so anyway, but what, what I understand where you are right now is, is that there are, 58, there are 58 meetings in our district. Uh, 31 have representatives. And uh, the last time you had 23 people attend. My experience is that is a superior number. One of the things I was going to do is figure out, you know, the percentage of it, but I think I did algebra in eighth grade, and, but it's significant. It's absolutely significant, and I think you all should be commended for that. I think you should give yourselves a hand to anybody who's a GSR here. Um, I had a sponsor in Los Angeles that had an opportunity to to meet Bill Wilson and what happened was is he had a meeting with Bill and he sat down with Bill and he said you know Bill it's my my thought that 20 percent of the people do for 80 percent of the whole group Bill he said Bill laughed for about 30 seconds and he said, it's more like two. <laughs> so really what's happening here is, is this, is, is that we are the, we are the, the top 2% of AA. When you choose to do this commitment, you take yourself and hold yourself to a higher level of service in Alcoholics Anonymous. What I do, I've asked Dave, Dave, everybody has a service manual. Service, I guess, uh, how many people, by a show of hands, how many people have read the service manual? <laughs> Other than me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's kind of the deal. But now you have it. I wouldn't, it's not one of those books where you read cover to cover because you can't. <laughs> <laughs> But as it's a, it's a good reference manual for problems, questions, or whatever that comes up in your meeting. So it's a good resource for that. And uh, the only reason that I was able to do it was, uh, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, what I'd like to do is, uh, I'd like to make this a little bit interactive. I'd like everybody to stand if they would, please. I know. Yeah, I've, there we go. So here's what we're going to do. What I'd like to do is, when you talk, you're supposed to know your audience, okay? So what I'd like to do is anybody who has one year or less of service experience, uh, please sit down. Does anybody have less than two years or less? Sit down. Five years or less? I know, I cheat now, I'm cheating. 10 years? 
20 years. Well, there you go. All right. How long have you had in service? General service time. Almost 35. Not how long you've been sober. You've been sober. <laughs> Almost 35. Okay, good. All right. Congratulations, TJ. 1991, I became an ECM rep in service ever since. Ah, terrific. All right, congratulations. That's great. That's, that's terrific. It's a lot more than I thought, too. So anyway, um, I, w I want to, uh, I guess I need to share why uh, my experience with general service. First thing is we know that the, uh, the service manual suggests that you have two years of, of sobriety for you to, um, to be a GSR. I had about six months sobriety sitting next to my sponsor in a meeting. And like a lot of meetings, they asked, uh, we need uh, a GSR for this meeting. Uh, if anything, I knew what some of the rules were. And I knew you had to have two years of sobriety. He nudged me and said, you should be the, you could be the GSR for here. I said, I said, I don't have two years of sobriety. He nudged me again, he says, well, you could be the alternate. <laughs> so I was, uh, hard to believe, but I was shyer then. Actually, I was still kind of returning back to the land of living. So he suggested that I uh, be the alternate GSR for this meeting. And I went, okay, I can do that. You know, it was my general service experience started off as ego because ego and pride. Those were my main things that, that fueled me. First of all, I had six months sobriety, and I must have been on the fast track of AA because my sponsor, who knew everything, uh, told me that I could be a GSR. I could be a general, I could be a GSR, an alternate. So just like you guys, they, they, have, a, they have a meeting once a month, so it was in a, it was a hall, there's like 300, 350 GSRs. I, I got sober in Los Angeles, so it's just, uh, you know, more people, you know, it's still 2%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what happened was, I, um, it was a hall like this, I walked into that door and there was all these people there and This time I had seven months sobriety. I knew when, when I walked in the door, everybody kind of looked and they thought, huh, this guy has two years sobriety. I, I'm on the fast track here. You know? So I go to the table. I was in District 32, it was 32 or 30, something like that. And this was in 1988. So, um, at that time, the, the chairperson for the district came up and said, oh, you're here to represent uh, District 32. And I went, yes, I am. 
I'm the alternate GSR. Now, at this time, I didn't know what, that's why I started off talking to you about uh, acronyms. I didn't know what GSR was. I just knew that I was fast-tracking AA. So I go to the table. He asked me, he goes, I said, well, I'm the alternate GSR. He goes, well, we haven't had a GSR for this, for this district in years. So I'm, I interpret that as I'm even more important now. <laughs> you know, we tell the newcomer they're the most important person in the meeting. Well, here I am. <laughs> and he explained to me what he said. He says, would you be the GSR? I said, okay. So I've been in general service now for about 35 seconds, and I've already been promoted twice. <laughs> and he told me what GSR meant. It was a, a general service representative. You know, most people would take that as an arbitrary general term. I took it as a military term. <laughs> so not only now I'm a, a sir, I've been of service for 45 seconds, and I'm a general. <laughs> I mean, Talk about a fast track. I mean, I am, you know, finally this group is recognized after my six months and seven months of sobriety is that, you know, I, you're finally realizing not only my potential, but it's being recognized. So, it's, you know, this is terrific. And this is before the meeting even started. So I was wondering, you know, maybe at the end of the meeting is when they fit you with your epaulets and my uniform, you know. So that's the way my general service uh, commitment started. So I went from alternate GSR to, uh, to a GSR. And uh, it's just like when I, was, I learned the steps, you know, the, the, there are 12 traditions also. I'm like, great, why not? You know, I didn't know what the steps were, but I didn't know. And they said, so then I went to the area as the GSR, the, there was, there was a capital T before all that, you know, and I was the general service representative. There's a lot of people with a lot of sobriety, and um, it, was, it was about 230 miles away from my district. Well, like a good sponsee, I went to my sponsor and said, do I have to go to this meeting? It's 230 miles away. You know, he goes, would you go that far for a drink if they were free? I hate, never ask your sponsor questions like that. <laughs> never, never. So anyway, I, dro I drove up there and, and, and met these people. And uh, it, was, it was very overwhelming, even for a general. So... <laughs> because I didn't really know my troops yet. <laughs> so what happened was, is I sat down at a, at a table and there was a couple, three people, four people, five people at a table. So this woman comes up to me and she comes out, they had they a stage, they were on a stage and she comes down and she goes, are you the new general service representative? And I went, Yes, I am. 
Well, I didn't know that she was the delegate. Okay? So she says, do you have a service sponsor? Um, no. <laughs> she surprised me. I would have said yes if, if I had been prepared, but I said no. She was good. Follow me. So I became Jackie's little boy. <laughs> and whatever she needed done, I did. So I was at this big meeting and she go over there, talk to him. Do, do, do that. Take that. Do. So that's what I did. And Jackie was my service sponsor for nine years. I was in general service for nine years. So, um, and Jackie was a delegate and then became a, a, a past delegate, okay? So, at the local level, you know, I was the general service representative and then I, you know, I, I went to all the meetings and I did, I did all the stuff. Um, because I really didn't want you to find out I didn't have two years of sobriety, really. So, you know, like a good alcoholic, I was overcompensating, you know? So I did everything that, that was asked for me to do. Um, at at the, the district level in, 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 that, in that area was, um, we had, a, uh, I became a, a chairperson. And what, what happened was, we, ha we mimicked all of the uh, service commitments. So the, one of the commitments that I had was, um, I was a part of the literature committee because it was just the only thing I really kind of felt good about. And as, as a result of the chairperson of the literature committee, what we did is we did projects. Okay, so as a chairperson, what I did was uh, we, we had our, our group, our committee, what we decided to do was check the libraries in Los Angeles for big books. So we had, like you guys did, you went to every meeting and you looked and asked for the GSR and blah, 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 blah. So, what we did is we went to the libraries and asked for the big book, and they would go to the card catalog and, oh yes, it's over here, and they would go over. Shockingly, it wasn't there. No one was ever checking out the big book out of the library. They used to steal them. So the first time we ordered 150 big books, went to the libraries, made sure they had, uh, every, every library had a big book. The next month we did the follow-up. They'd say, oh, well, you were here last month, blah, 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 and they went and looked. It was stolen again. <laughs> so what we, what we discovered out of that, of that committee was that the uh, Nobody's checking out the book on Alcoholics Anonymous, not even for a friend. So it's easier just to steal it and then, but that was one of the service commitments that we did for, for that community and it was absolutely, uh, not only rewarding, but it was kind of funny because you know, the librarians, they, you know, after about the third time, they say, you know, you don't need to do this. We, it's not here again. <laughs> So it got to be kind of like a standing joke. They'd see you say, 
It's not here, I already checked. <laughs> you know, we'd walk around with a case of big books in your car. So that was, you know, that was one of the things that we did. One of the other things that I did at the area level, I was also uh, uh, the chairperson for registration. It is an extremely tedious job. And it's something that we here are going to need to do. It's one of the primary things that we do. How do GSRs get information? First of all, you have to be registered with New York. We haven't done that here yet. But that's one of our first projects that as GSRs here, we, we have that GSR. You've been going to meetings and doing that. Now we have to register them so you get the materials from, from, from there. Okay? Um, I kind of like that. Jackie said, you'd, you'd, you know, flatter me and I'll do anything. <laughs> you'd be really good at this. Registration? Oh, yeah. She goes, you get to know everybody. You have to get their information from them. You'll be able to write it all down. You'll be able to categorize it and organize it and send it to New York. And, you know, this is all good general stuff. You know, I mean, this is what a general really does. He has the battle plan for the area. You know, so that's what, you know, I did. And, you know, she okey-doked me way too many times. <laughs> Way too many times. You know, I, be, I became a, 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 I was a, a chairperson for, for the area. And what we did was we had a love and, love and service seminar. Like you guys, we put on different things here. They had a love and service seminar um, every year. So what happened was, is as the general, I got to be general chairman of the Love and Service Committee. So what, what it taught me was, is as I thought my power increased, what happened was is I learned how to delegate and listen. And it was one of the few times that it made me shut up. So, um, but it was, it was a great thing. I was supposed to negotiate a contract with this, with this hall, and I went, okay. So I called this person, and they were very friendly to me. And, um, Actually, this woman was very cooperative. And I didn't think anything of it other than, again, my skill set is showing. And I must be really good at all this stuff, you know, because <laughs> just because. Uh, some people have natural abilities, and I was one of them. <laughs> and. Um, so what happened was, is I negotiated this contract with this person, blah, 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 blah. I had to get the money from the treasurer and take the check over to this person. Well, I go over and I open up the door and it's a sister. It's a nun. I'm like, you know. <laughs> She goes, it's okay. She goes, I'm an alcoholic. I said, but you're a nun. How can a nun be an alcoholic? I mean, I, the nuns I knew, all they didn't even touch the ground, you know? So it was like, it was a total shock. 
it was a it was an experience that I thought you know here I have all these good skills this woman's an alcoholic she knows she's just help God put it from in my life people and places and everything you know like it's like that uh, that poem about foot footsteps or footprints yeah you know? I'm taking credit for all the all the marks in the sand <laughs> it's a tough one it's not you. <laughs> so God was doing all those things for me. Um, I had a great time. I, uh, like I said, I got introduced to general service through kind of, uh, it was definitely ego, pride, and all that stuff. But what I did do, just like my sponsor, uh, I argued and bitched and whined like everybody else, but I did what they said. I did what my sponsor told me I did what my service sponsor told me to do. You know, I'd, she had me running around all over, and that's how I learned all this stuff. Was not was very, was experiential. It wasn't anything. wasn't any knowledge or anything else on my behalf. So you know, we did this love and service seminar. Uh, I learned about nuns being alcoholics, and it was like you know, it was just. Uh, a good experience. It wasn't even a good experience. It started off, like I said, with ego and pride and landed up being very zealous about my, uh, my service. I was in general service for about nine years. Um, during that first nine years of sobriety, I, you know, I compared myself to all of you. Everybody else looked like they were doing better. You were in a relationship, you were married, you were this, you were this. I was, didn't have that, I didn't have that, I didn't have that. And um, as a result of service, I, I gained lots of, uh, gained lots of information, which became knowledge and some kind of wisdom as a result of, of doing things, just doing things. You know, so, and that helped me in all areas of my life. I, I enjoyed it. I had a really good time. Jackie was really uh, nice to me. I only got even with her one time in nine years. We were having a, a, an area election and she was the monitor, being the ex-delegate. I had a very important position there. I was able to collect the ballots. Wasn't allowed on the stage, but I could hand her the hat. <laughs> And then for the next 20, 25 minutes, they, um, they counted the ballots. The rest of us just sat there. Well, I was, and by this time I had a couple, three years of sobriety, so I was pretty much an expert. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one of the things that I wanted to say, is that, you know, when we have a newcomer, and a newcomer comes to a meeting, we tell them to go to 90 meetings in 90 days. Why do we tell them to do that? You know, we tell them to do that so they can figure out the language, the people, get comfortable, and do all that. Now, if we take that and interpret that into a, uh, into a general service context, it takes about nine years to, to get those 90 days. So, you know, when you go in and you look and you try, you, it's a learning experience. And for me, uh, I was glad that, uh, I kept my mouth shut most of the time and just learned. So as a result of that, you know, you can actually act with some confidence and some intelligence and a certain degree of wisdom. Um, 
So the way I got even with, Jack, with Jackie, I got to tell you, it was too much fun. So we're, they're, doing those, they're doing those ballots and they're doing that stuff. And I said, I sit down with like four people at a table. So I'm talking to them, you know, they're from Pasadena. And I, like I said, I had a couple, couple years of sobriety. They had 30 and 40 years of sobriety. It's like, wow, these people are cool. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like meeting a rock star, you know? It's pretty cool. They, so they said, so they, we talked and there was light chatter and they said, some, these people set me up. I said, oh, you're from Pasadena. And they said, yeah, we've been, you know what we're trying to do is we're trying to get Jackie to get more involved in this thing. And I said, well, what is it? You know, I'm Jackie's boy. <laughs> Jack, I can take it directly to Jackie. You know, I, I'm important. Like, yeah, you're, you're Jackie's boy, right? Yeah, I'm Jackie's boy. He said, well, we're from Pasadena. You know, we have the Rose Parade. I said, yeah. They said, you know, I don't know how it came up, but they, I got credit for it. We were going to propose a float for the Rose Parade, representing AA. Now, I do cards and coins, a lot of you know that. January is the biggest month. So why not have a float in the Rose Parade? And these people said, what, what a great idea. You know, and then they just started giving me ideas. You know? <laughs> Feed me these ideas. Well, what they, what they were doing was they knew what the, tw the 12 traditions were. They made sure we violated every <laughs> single tradition. So I have this thing ready, okay? We get, this is a four hour meeting, you know? I, I got some good notes, I got some great ideas. This is gonna be great, you know? Float going down Colorado Boulevard, beer cans kind of behind it, you know? Guys falling off the float. Oh, we just, I wish I would have saved those notes because they were just hilarious. So we got done with the election and they said, you know Jackie better than everybody, which was a lie. <laughs> But you're Jackie's boy. You can take it to her. So I strut up to Jackie and I go, hey, Jack, you're going to love this. Says, what have you been doing? So I was talking to, you know, Steve and Rita and then da 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 da. And I came up with this idea. <laughs> she goes, well, what is it? I said, I think we should put to the assembly. The idea of AA sponsoring a float for the Rose Parade. She just, it was like that scream. She goes, really? I said, no, 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 really, listen to it. And, I, and she goes, you know, those who know me pretty well, when I get on a roll, I can't stop. So I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And she just looks at me like, what the hell are you doing? I get all done and <laughs> she was no longer disgusted. It was just, you know, she looked over at the people I was sitting with and then she knew, said, you guys just, 
no good. <laughs> so that was, that was the, the, you know, general service for me was a lot of fun. I mean, I didn't have a lot going on, and it, it gave me a, 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 it was a great learning tool. I learned, I learned a lot about the program. You know, I had a service sponsor who was a delegate who Jackie later went and moved to New York and she was the CFO for, for our program. And then she was a, um, an alcoholic trustee. So, you know, I hear all the time, well, you know, a two-year two GSR commitment, that's my service. There is a lot more to do in that. That's just sort of like going to meetings and not doing any steps. You know, there's a lot to this program. Like Bill Wilson said, we are the 2%. We do for the 98. And that's, that's what we, that's our legacy for the future. So what happened was, is, you know, I just want to give you a little history, okay? Uh, we all know that uh, Dr. Bob on June 10th, Dr. Bob got sober. Um, that was the start of, uh, his sobriety date and, and our fellowship. Uh, in 1938, the Alcoholic Foundation uh, consisted of uh, five trustees, okay? I think it's important that we know kind of how we developed and, and how we got to where we are today. So in 1938, if you remember, you know, we just still didn't have a book, and, uh, but we had, you know, Bill and Bob had, had, had people to help. And there was three non-alcoholic uh, non uh, trustees and two alcoholic trustees. One member from the New York group was a, a trustee and, and Dr. Bob. Well, the, the service conference is a really big deal. It's a week-long, 15-hour day. That's what it is. It's in April, and as a result of that, we have a final conference report. That's the end part from where we as GSRs, that, you know, we call it an inverted pyramid, but kind of is and mostly not. So what, so what happens is the the New York member that was the first trustee got drunk. Oh, and they replaced him. <laughs> so um, that's, what, that's the way it was in, in 1938, all the way up to Dr. Bob's death in 1950. So what happened was that they, uh, they overhauled the, the system, and uh, that's when Dr. Dr. Bob and Bill realized their own mortality and things had to change because everybody would go to Bill or Dr. Bob and ask them, how do we fix this? And you know, they were the ones with the most experience, so they did that. So in 1950 in Cleveland, we were, um, was, our, was our first international convention. So there's conventions, there's con. There, uh, and there's conferences, okay? So the first international convention, that's where Dr. Bob did his last speech, which was really short, and then um, where Bill convinced, uh, actually wore down Bob, and they came up with the traditions. So that was, 
that was their way of uh, turning the general service over to us, us as members. That's what they did. They realized that. And so they were going to have a world conference in every year for AA to, to like a steering committee. You know, and then that's where Bill came up with uh, the first concept of service. And the first concept of service said, the final and ultimate authority for AA world services should always reside in the, the collective conscience of our whole fellowship. So that's kind of where we are. So that first conference, the first conference of AA was in 1951, following 1950. I've been working on the archives here. This is the first copy of the first meeting of the General Service Conference. Erie, Pennsylvania had a representative. Not bad for Erie, PA. If you want to, I, I borrowed this from the archives. You can take a look at it. This is what they cover in that week. Okay? That's what they cover. It's, it's, it's a big deal. It's a long deal. So, um, anybody know who that representative was? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, it was Carol King. Yeah. So Carol was there, she took good notes, kept the binder, and we have it, what is it, how many years, 70 some years later, we have that. I invite you to take a look at it, so it's, it's a part of our history. I've uh, digitized it, so eventually what will happen is everyone will have access to that. So two years ago, what happens is, as a result of that, um, uh, of the conference, what happens is they come out with this book. This is what the delegates do. They compile this and it comes out. They do it in April, usually comes out in, in June, sometimes July. And this was, this was the, two years ago was AA in a time of change, which was during the pandemic. Last year, as it came out, it was AA comes of age 2.0, unified in love and service. And I just got this, I, the new one, the, the next meeting will be next month, and they'll come out with one of these. It's, it lets you know what's going on in, in our, with our conference, with, the, with our board of directors and stuff like that. And you're, you're welcome to look at these, you know, when we have a break, you can spill lunch on them, do whatever. But they're informative. It isn't something you're going to... How I attack them is basically I look at the things that I like first and it's just to find out, to catch up and stuff like that. So that, these materials are all available to all of us once we're registered with GSO. <laughs> as long as we're, when we're registered with the general service office, although it was a position that I had, it's a nasty job. But it has to be done, and the better that you do it, the better information all of us get. That's, that's how simple it really is. So that's kind of the way things go up to 1951. Then 
what happened was the um, the, in 1954, we were known as the Alcoholic Foundation and Works Publishing was renamed to the General Service Board. Okay, so that's our legal name for all the lawyers or wannabe lawyers. Um, and the, the General Service Board are represented by trustees. Okay, so one of the things that I, I wanted to say to help clarify for myself, because I always got this confused. The General Service Board has trustees. The International Conference has delegates, okay? So I, it was always hard for me to keep those two straight. So in 1961, we, we changed uh, the name to the General Service Board of Alcoholics Anonymous. So it took 23 years to change from the foundation that Bill and Bob built. Okay, so today what we have is um, we have seven Class A non-alcoholic trustees. Okay, we have 14 Class B alcoholic trustees. So this is the first time in, since the foundation, since the founding of AA in 1935, it took till 1961, till we alcoholics trusted ourselves enough to be the majority. So it took 23 years to do that. So now we have seven, seven uh, like I said, seven non-alcoholic trustees, 14 alcoholic trustees, six uh, trustees at large from the United States, two from Canada, and we have four general service trustees, two from our, our entities, the AA World Services, and two from the grapevine. So that's our structure at the top. That's our structure at the top. The general service board structure is seven, like I said, seven non-alcoholics. They serve one-year terms, and they serve four of them in consecutive order. And that's the most that they can do. The Class B alcoholic trustees, they serve three-year terms, and it's uh, two consecutive uh, is the most that they can serve. And then we have two trustees at large, one from the United States and one from Canada. So that's the, the again, the general service board. And I wanna try to reiterate that the board has trustees. The international conference has delegates. Where do the delegates come from? You know, look around here. Maybe one of us will be a future delegate. You know, um, I know that that's what I wanted when I was when I was in Los Angeles. That's what I was was trying to do. I was on that service path. Jackie kept putting out breadcrumbs for me. You know. I had about a uh, little over 10 years sobriety and I came back to Erie and uh, went to my class reunion, met a woman, all things. Got along pretty well. <laughs> and um, what happened was 
she moved to Los Angeles, and you know, I had a meeting on 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 Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. I had a general service commitment on Saturday and Sunday. I had the area assembly. I had work. I had this, and she's wars. My time. I don't know. So I went to my service sponsor and talked to Jackie, and Jackie said, "Well, you've been bitching about this for ten years that you don't have a woman in your life. You know, now you do." What are you going to do? I said, well, I can't quit work. She doesn't have that much money. <laughs> she didn't laugh. You know, I had some really good jokes that I've told sponsors, and they just, they don't get it. One of my sponsors, he took me, he took me through the big book, word for word, page for page. I said, who the hell did this to you? He says, Chuck, Chuck Chamberlain. I went. He goes, you know who he is? I said, yeah, Wilt's brother. <laughs> See, he didn't laugh either. He just, went, he just kept looking at me like, you are a dumbass. You're just a dumbass. So anyway, as far as general service goes, that's kind of our, our structure at, at the top. Now we have, we have a conference, okay? We have that conference that we talked about. We, have, we, have, we get data from it every year. We were represented at the very first one. So, yay for Erie. You know? So the conference is held yearly. It's in New York City. It's a week. It's, it's a lot of work. They're 15-hour days. They kind of just drill you. And when you get a chance or an opportunity to look through these things, each, each committee does a report. And they report back, basically back to, they bet the delegate brings it back to our area, the area delegates it back to, to us as general service representatives. That's, that's where we get our information. It's that feedback down, the feedback up. Actually it goes up and down. So that, and that's, that's, where, that's where this comes from. This is our feedback. You can, you can take it to the area and say, you know, this is what I want. You know, there's a few things going on in GSO right now that, uh, you know, they're, they're looking at uh, doing several different things uh, that will eventually filter down to us, that have filtered up to them and back down to us. But, uh, so this conference has 93 delegates. Usually the area pays for that. That's just, that's where, when we contribute as, as GSRs, one of our responsibilities is to educate our group on our fellowship as a whole, which is to put more than a dollar in the basket. If you're putting a dollar in the basket, that's great. You should go into a time machine or buy a DeLorean and go back to like 1950 or 60 when it really meant something. I was told I had to put in the basket what it cost me for my last drink. I don't want to put that much money in the basket. I'm not putting that much in there. So anyway, that's one of our responsibilities as a general service representative is to educate people on what we do with this money. It isn't just about buying coffee, donuts, cookies, creamer, 
napkins. <laughs> uh, we have the district to support. We have the area to support. We have the general service office to support. That. So we, how we provide literature, all the different things that we do. So these 93 delegates from the United States and Canada meet yearly in New York, okay? They're two-year terms selected every, uh, they have a 50% rotation. In other words, half of the delegates, delegates serve two years, you go your first year, and then the, your second year, and then you rotate out. That's where we get that two years from, okay? So, we're de so the delegates report back to us as the area, and then the area, of, when we attend the area, we, you know, as GSRs, your general service representative, that's just kind of what it is. And then we also have a an alternate delegate, and I did, was able to serve in, in that capacity till I met Susie. <laughs> and uh, they're the ones who uh, research this, do this do that. They're the ones who do the work and prepare the delegate because the delegate has a lot to do. So that's, that's part of your job. That's at that top level that we're talking about of the people who actually guide us and guide, guide our fellowship. <coughs> the conference has three independent committees. There one, one committee is their activity commitment committee, they have a selection committee and an election committee. So what happens at those three things is that, um, like I said, they alternate every, every other year as far as service time, but the activity, they're the ones who set the agenda for the conference. They're elected, they're selected from, from the delegates. The selection committee is comprised of delegates from the first years and the second years, and they're the ones who they're they're the ones who pick the committee chairs for the next the next conference, along with the people who work in the general service office. Each one of them has their own designated area. With if you've ever called there or contacted them, there's there's a literature person, there's an archives person, there's a finance person, there's a literature person. Those people who are the, who are those department chairs also attend the conference. They attend it. They go to each of the each of the perspective uh, areas that they are in charge of. They provide as much information as the delegates want need, and they are non-voting members. They're just there for support. So we have, there's lots of different committees. I mean, New York has, I don't know, probably 12, 13, 14 different committees. I could read them off to you. You can look in this manual. You can look in your service manual. There's lots of resources for those to find out who they are, what they are, and what they do. Okay? If the resources are there, all you do is pick up the book and look for it. Okay? Um, here in our area, we are very, very fortunate that we, you know, like I said at the beginning, I gave you those statistics a little bit of who's attending and how we're doing. Truthfully, if we ever get those people registered, or let me, 
rephrase that. When we get these people registered, what will happen is you'll, they'll start getting the information. I wrote that, and that's what the GSRs will do. They'll, they get, you'll start getting copies of box 459. You know, you'll, get, you'll, you'll make sure that, you know, um, you can disseminate the information. My, one of my big things is, is that, like for a GSR report, I was always told shorter is better. You know, if there's five pieces of good information and there's five weeks of whatever, uh, give it to them in five weeks. You know, give them one thing that they can sit with, you know, because usually the, the meetings are at the end of the meeting, everybody's tired, they want to go home, what do you want to say, blah, 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 blah. Just be clear, precise, and concise, which is something I'm always working for <laughs> and never achieving. So, um, so what I wanted to say was that, you know, there's all these conferences, it's how we attack it in this area is gonna be really good. Um, I'm gonna, uh, one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about was that um, suggestions for our district and where we can be the best, the best district in the area. We're, we're off to a really good start. You guys are out there recruiting general service representatives. You're doing that. The next thing is is getting uh, is is having several committees that support the foundation of what we're trying to build in this area. So what we want to do is we want one of the things that we 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 need to do is we need to prioritize these committees. You know, we need to have not only recruit GSRs, but have a GSR, um, like a retention committee. Like, where have we been the last four meetings? You know, when you go, you know, it leads us back to the home group, and I wanted to talk a little bit about, about the home group, too, because the, the home group is where this all starts. That's where it all starts. It all starts in your home group, you know? I've heard from people, oh, I don't, you're only allowed to have one home group. I don't know, I have three home groups because I go to those meetings every week. I go to those three meetings like a dog, you know, I'm there. I know everybody in the meeting and, you know, I've been around for a while and they, um, it's like Sunday, I was late. I was stuck on the phone. I went there and the coffee pot didn't work. So. What happened was, is some person went out and got coffee, and um, it's a uh, it's a hybrid meeting. So when the when the meeting started, uh, they called on people. The coffee person came in, and everybody was at the coffee pot. So they had to call on all the Zoom people first. Still, everybody got their coffee. So you know, coffee is is really important to alcoholics. I've had. I've had, had that commitment before. My first sponsor told me, he said, I, I went to this meeting, it was about four blocks from my office, and I was always late. Because I always tried to do all get, sneak one more thing in, and I was always late. Yeah. So he said, you know what you should do? You should make the coffee. 
Sounds pretty prestigious to me, you know. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Well, I, what, here's what I learned. I learned where the church lights were. I learned where the fuse box was. <laughs> and I learned uh, how much coffee to make in a, in, a, in a hundred pot coffee. I went to a conference at, I worked at UCLA. I was at a conference in, in Lake Arrowhead and the staff didn't show up one day. And everybody who was at the conference just You know, these are supposed to be executives at a major university in the world, and they're just, you know, what to do. I went in the kitchen, up, found the, found the coffee, did this, you know, poured it in just like it was, you know, like I knew what I was doing. Stirred it up, put the plug in. Everybody wanted to be on my team because I knew how to make coffee. <laughs> As a result of being a GSR and an AA person, you know. So um, one of the things that I, uh, uh, two, two things I, I want to talk about, and it's 12.03. So what I'd like to do, is the food here? I, I think it's just coming in. It's just coming in. Oh, I can talk for until they get that out. Yeah. And then I think maybe we can ask questions or whatever you'd like to know. Uh, I'm not an expert. Uh, I do have some experience at this. I, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I want to review uh, a couple of things. One thing is about abbreviation. We need to be conscious of abbreviation. As Jackie's boy, that's what she used to tell me. Quit using abbreviations. It's, really, it's easy, it's simple, it's whatever, but it's not very informative and it, it's not inclusive. We need to be inclusive. I mean, I kind of knew what AA was, stood for, mostly, alcoholic something, acronymously or something. <laughs> you know, so what happens is my suggestion is this that was passed on to me. Be careful when you use acronym, okay? So everybody knows what AA stands for. Anybody know what, about AAWS? You know what AAWS is? AA, Alcoholics Anonymous World Services. How about CPC? What's that? I hear that every once in a while. No, cooperation with the professional community. Okay. We have, everybody know what a, we, we know who a DC, the DCM is, but do we know what DCM stands for? District Committee Member, correct. How about GSO? General Service Office, okay. GSR. The General Service. <laughs> we must put a little ego into this. <laughs> and uh, PI, PI? Public information, yeah. So, and there's other ones. But, uh, but my point is being that when you, we're familiar with these terms, if you're in a particular discipline at work, you, you, we use acronyms all the time. The problem of it is in AA, we have to bring our A game, and what we have to do is to make sure that we are inclusive rather than exclusive. That's, that's really what our goal is. You know, we say the newcomer is the, the most important person in the meeting. Sort of. <laughs> but 
You want them to be feel included like they belong, okay? So that's it. I wanted to talk about the home group, since this is where it really all starts, okay? Um, this isn't in your service manual, this is just my rant, I guess. <laughs> like I said, I have three home groups. Because why? Because I go there every week faithfully. Everybody, every, I know everybody, and they know me. You know, as a home group member, when somebody doesn't show up for a couple of weeks, what call? What are you doing? Are you okay? You know, it's. I look at the home group like uh, the TV show uh, Cheers. You know, where you walk in, Norm. <laughs> you know, you. And that's kind of the way it is in my home groups for the people, pe people in in my home group. They all know my name. They don't call me Norm. <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to know what they call me. <laughs> More times than not. But anyway, that's the feeling that you want to have in your home group. That you want it to be inclusive. You want the, the person that you haven't seen to go up, shake their hand, give them a hug, do whatever. You know, make them feel like they want, that they're a part of our our family, our extended family. You know, um, there's several people in my sphere right now who aren't doing real well. And what do you do? You rally around them and we take care of them. We take care of our own. In other words, I heard something one time that I wanted to remember because it was really witty. And it would make me look really smart, but I can't remember. <laughs> But anyway, so that's what you want to do. You want them, it's like having people into, into your own home, you know. People come to your house, you say, hi, would you like a drink? No, we're going to have coffee, you know. Yeah. So it's, what I found for myself is, is that it's where a lot of my friends come from, you know. I can call them, I, I know what they do, I, you know, I have a, I stay away from two things. I stay away from electrical problems and plumbing problems. <laughs> Although I know a lot about each of them, I'm smart enough to call somebody else who really knows what the hell they're doing. And that's what we do. You know, it's the way we bond, it's the way we, it, it, it's the way we make friends, it's the way we network, it's the way we help people. That's what we do. That's what we're here for. You know, you know God didn't put us on this earth to be, to live in pain and fear. You know? We're here to help each other. That's what we do. That's the scorecard. Scorecard at the end is going to say, oh, you have $10 billion. Pretty good. You're going straight to hell. <laughs> it didn't help a soul. You know? So um, anyway, that, you know, that's the home group. And, and, and part of it is that we get that, you know, we get a chance to, our responsibility as a general service office, office or, or a representative is to know some of the rules. Know Robert's Rules of Order. There's Robert's Rules of Order according to the 12 traditions. If you don't have a copy of those, text me, email me, somehow get a hold of me. I'll send it to you. Because there's a way to conduct a meeting, to keep it on target, keep it professional. Professional in the fact that 
we're going to have a group conscience meeting. It should take about 45 minutes after the meeting. I hope somebody breaks in here and shoots us all. <laughs> now, short, sweet, to the point, do that, you know. That's our job is to educate. One of the things in the pamphlets that I asked Dave to pass out, it tells you as a general service representative, you don't need to have any other commitments. Because if you take it seriously, you know, you're going to have to look at these books. You're going to have to know something. You're going to find, I, I found my place in Alcoholics Anonymous by being of service. And as a result of being of service, I got to be a better person, and I got to actually uh, help other people. I was kind of a giver anyway, but I learned how to give, not only just give, but to give spiritually, from a spiritual platform. That's what we're doing. You know? But as a GSR, that's what we do. We, we bring that semblance. Oh, GSRs are just nothing but politics. Obviously, they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. You're bringing your A game, you're studying, you're, you're learning how to do this. And it, it comes in handy in other things. You know, like w when I worked, you know, I could use Robert's Rules of Order and be professional. I always had to make sure, and one of the things that I'd like to pass on to all of you is to um, always let the minority opinion be heard. Not heard overheard because what we look for here is not is substantial unanimity we don't you know and there are so many meetings in AA the cardinal rule is if you don't like what's going on here buy a coffee pot and start your own meeting <laughs> and that's what happens but you know in our home groups what we want is substantial unanimity we want the the minority to be heard we want them to make sure that they feel hurt. And then the, you have them on board for, as the group moves forward. That's kind of what we do. Um, uh, my comment about being a, a GSR and not doing anything else, what it does is it kind of frees you up to be a, a free agent. Like, oh, nobody made here. Nobody's cleaning up the coffee pot. Nobody's going around the room, uh, picking up after the members who aren't as clean. <laughs> they don't know how to clean up their sobriety stations. There's lots of things that we can do. We are leaders, and we are leaders by example. That's what we are. That's what a, that's what a general service representative is. We are leaders. And we are leaders by example. I think I smell food, so um, are you guys ready for us? Okay, and I'm done. How's that for right now? Okay, thanks everybody.